In today's video, we're continuing our series on the problem of evil, and we're talking about the existential problem of evil. This is a problem of evil which is less developed in literature, and also less discussed on YouTube, but it's a very important discussion to bear in mind. So today we're going to be talking about the existential problem of evil, how it differs from the logical and evidential problem of evil that we've talked before in this series, and also discuss the merits of this argument. So the first thing that we think about the existential problem of evil is the distinction between conceptual problems of evil and logical and practical problems of evil. So the distinction between conceptual and practical is actually a very important distinction in philosophy. A good example of this to just illustrate this distinction is the idea of communism. The reason why communism is such a good example of this discussion between the conceptual and the practical is a discussion about their impacts. When we're talking about their impacts, we're thinking about, okay, practically speaking, there was a lot of deaths arisen during the communist periods in both Russia and China in the 20th century. So you could be saying, well, all right, the practical impacts of communism were very big. However, does that mean conceptual discussions cannot be made because of those dangerous practical impacts? Perhaps not. Perhaps someone might say, well, yes, we recognize practically communism is not good. However, conceptually, there is still a value, there's still a lot of value in researching and understanding possible benefits of conceptual discussions surrounding the, the, the issue of communism. And by, by doing that conceptual arithmetic and those conceptual thinking about communism, we are able to understand about, well, perhaps there's things that we can take from communism which are beneficial. But that is, of course, the conceptual discussion. So now that we've talked a bit about the different distinction, I think this idea about communism makes it very clear, let's think about how that applies to our existential problem of evil. The existential problem of evil, unlike the logical and evidential problem of evil, is talking about the practical landscape of evil. Instead of talking about the conceptual, which is the logical, I'll write the logical and the, and the evidential, unlike the logical and evidential problem of evils, which are based on conceptual thinking about evil, the practical realities of evil is more existential. We're thinking about the practical realities of, of, of evil and how that existentially impacts our lives. An example of that will be a, a book by William Styron called Sophie's Choice. In this story, a girl called Sophie has a daughter and a son. The SS guards come up with guns and says, well, alright, you have to choose between your son dying and getting sent to the gas chambers, or your daughter dying and getting sent to the gas chambers. The logical problem of evil will look at that and say, well, that exact variable, or that exact situation of evil, is logically inconsistent with the existence of God. The evidential problem would say, it's very unlikely that that ex example would exist if God exists. What the existential problem of evil does, however, is to say, well, alright, I don't really care about logical inconsistency. I don't really care about logical improbability. But regardless of where I come from, I cannot, I refuse to accept the existence of God if that example of evil exists. So they're saying, well, I feel that this injustice caused to Sophie is so powerful that I cannot possibly justify a belief in God, regardless of any other philosophical reasoning I have with this. And you might think at start, well, this is just ridiculous, how can someone possibly make this as an argument? But think about it yourself. 
Don't we all rely on that existential-like thinking? When we're thinking about problems of evil, aren't we all just saying, well, yes, when we're using examples in the discussions surrounding the problem of evil, when we're raising the ideas of murder and the Holocaust and things, we like to say we're being philosophical about it, we like to say we're being conceptually rigorous about it. The reality is, we really are just saying, actually, personally, I am not comfortable with that reality. I cannot accept that reality. I cannot accept the existence of God given that evil. So, well, let's develop this a bit further. And I think the best example of this illustration is the problem found in Ivan Karamazov, in the Brothers Karamazov. And in this book, Ivan comes up with a wonderful statement which says, it's not God that I don't accept, but it is his ticket I reject, so it's God's ticket. I can't write very well, but it's God's ticket that I reject. Note this distinction here. He is not arguing for atheism. This statement does not lead to atheism. I reject God's ticket. In fact, if you look at it nuanced, in a nuanced sense, well, what does that actually mean? He's saying God's ticket does exist. He believes in God, but he rejects that ticket. So what is Ivan actually saying in this situation? Ivan Karamazov is not saying he's an atheist. What Ivan Karamazov is saying that I believe in God, he's a theist, but at the same time, he rejects, he refuses to worship that God. So that, I think, is a development of the existential problem of evil, and I think that's the brilliance of Dostoyevsky's nuance surrounding the problem of evil. He's saying, well, hold up. A lot of times when we talk about the problem of evil, we like to compare Dostoevsky and say everything is all about a conceptual problem, it's all about that conceptual problem. The reality, it really isn't. But most of us fall into the practical discussion, the existential discussion. We're saying, well, yeah, God, I, I recognize you created the universe, but the existence of evil just makes me want to reject your existence. You want me to, you really want me to believe that you exist? You want me to worship you? Why do you give us so much evil? That is the heart of the existential problem of evil. But now you might be not very convinced, well, what actually is this difference? How can someone be a theist and still not believe in God? Well, the final distinction that I'd like to talk about in relation to the existential problem of evil is a distinction between belief in and a distinction between belief that. Now, this distinction is something risen in a, a writer called H.H. Price. Now you can go check out yourself later. He wrote an article about it. It's on JSTOR, a guy H.H. Price. What this argument is, is that, well, sometimes belief in and belief that can be put together. For example, if I believe that fairies don't exist, I most likely would not believe in fairies. Now, I'd like to ask you a question, and you could let me know your thoughts in the comments below. What's the difference between belief in and belief that. We've accepted that, and sometimes belief that it has direct implications and entails a certain belief in. However, if someone believes that God exists, doesn't mean that they believe in God. And what's the differences between that? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, while you're writing your thoughts in the comments below, I'd just like to um, go away from this lecture a bit and say if you are enjoying this video and want to continue watching these videos, then make sure to like and subscribe and hit the bell notification so you stay updated to these videos. Furthermore, if you would like to support my mission in carrying on providing free and accessible content to the world, 
then feel free to check out my Patreon or my membership group Dostoevsky's. It really means a lot to me. I really appreciate all the help the Patreons have given me. It, it helps me make these videos in a sustainable manner and also further help me develop my academia as well. Now that you've had some time to write your thoughts about belief in and belief in the comments below, let's talk a bit about the distinctions between the two. According to Price, although there are times, as I noted before, that belief in and belief that can be put together, there are also times that belief that does not entail belief in. A good example of that would be the book of James, James chapter 2 to be in fact. In James chapter 2, James writes, the epistle of James writes, well, even the demons believe in God, and they tremble. However, they don't worship him. I believe that that is a very example, alongside with Christ, of the differences between belief in and belief that. Belief that is just a propositional belief. It's what the demons believe. The demons say, yes, 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 I know that God exists. But belief in implies a sense of worshipping God. And this idea of worship versus just a propositional belief is a difference of attitude. What we're talking about, the existential problem of evil, and dragging it back to the existential problem of evil, is that existential problem of evil all along is a question of attitude. A question of attitude. It is not about whether God exists or not. It's not a question of how likely does God exist, as you see in the logical or evidential view. It's a question of, even if God exists, what is our attitude towards God? And that is the significance of the existential form of evil, and why I think it is perhaps, although the least talked about form of evil, the most important form of evil, because this is ultimately where most people lie in the world. Most people don't care about abstract philosophy, most people don't care about logic and all those things. People do care about the attitude. Is God worthy of worship? And that's a question for the existential problem of evil. I hope you've enjoyed this lecture on the existential problem of evil. I hope you found it helpful. If you enjoyed this video, like and subscribe. And as I've said, if you do want to support my channel and my mission financially, go check it out in the Patreon and my memberships below. It really means a lot to me and really helps make my mission as sustainable as possible. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching, and goodbye. I'll see you next time.